I want to tell you about a podcast you should check out. It's called Understood Explains. This season of the show is hosted by teacher and special education expert Juliana Urtube, and it's all about how to navigate individual education plans, also known as IEPs. The latest season of Understood Explains covers topics like how to tell if your child needs an IEP and it busts common myths about special education. As a parent myself of a child who's had an IEP since kindergarten and he's now a 10th grader, I know how confusing, overwhelming, frustrating, sometimes daunting the whole process can be. I checked out an episode of Understood Explains called The Difference Between IEPs and 504 Plans. And what I love about it is how easily Juliana explains everything. She answers common questions that probably every parent or caregiver has. She dispels myths and is concise and to the point. To listen to Understood Explains, search for Understood Explains in your podcast app. That's Understood Explains. And there's a direct link in the show notes if you need it. This is your Kick-Ass Life Podcast, episode number 151. This is the Your Kick-Ass Life Podcast with Andrea Owen, a no-BS guide to self-help and badassery. Because ladies, let's face it, life's too short for it to not kick ass. And here's your host, the girl who serves it up straight with a side of crazy, Andrea Owen. Hey there, Ask Kickers. Welcome to another episode of the podcast. I'm so glad you're here, as always. I am recording this the day after I just got back from hosting a retreat in Asheville, North Carolina. You might have heard me talking about it in December and then again in February when we had opened up registration and we went and hosted it. And when I say we, I mean me and my best friend Amy Smith over at the Joy Junkie. And you guys... It was fucking incredible. Excuse me for throwing an F-bomb within the first minute of the podcast. (laughs) I have no other way to describe it. It was, it exceeded my expectations 100-fold. Everything down from the, the place that it was at, the Grand Bohemian in Asheville. Big shout out to them. They were amazing. And of course, the attendees were the most incredible group of women I would have the honor and privilege of of being around. And so I know a lot of them listen to this podcast, and I just wanted to give them a special shout out. Thanks for being so awesome. Thanks for being so open and vulnerable. Thanks for kicking so much ass, of course. And it just, it, I, I mean, I, I am kind of rendered speechless just about how amazing it was. Amy and I decided that we probably – We were like 99.9% sure we would not run this as a retreat again. The Self-Love Revolution is a sort of side project that we we co-own together. We've taught the curriculum online for several years, and this was the first time we did it as a live retreat. And there were just a lot of things stacked against us leading up to it. And we had such an incredible time. We, Amy and I were talking, we're like, we have to do this again. Like it was just, it was that amazing. I'm still kind of on the pink cloud from that and just wanted to say thank you to all the women who were there in attendance. If you are wanting to sign up for the next time we do it, um, please go ahead and send me an email because I believe the info page at selfloverevolution.com takes you somewhere else because, again, we had decided we weren't going to do it again. So. <laughs> 
So you can go ahead and, and shoot an email to support at yourkickasslife.com. I will put your email aside and keep it safe. And when we do this again or something very similar, I will make sure and reach out to you. I also need your questions. You know what I haven't done in a long time? I haven't done a listener Q&A episode. So if you have a question that you're dying to have answered uh, by me, obviously, (laughs) then go ahead and send us an email. That same email address, support at yourkickasslife.com. If you could put uh, listener Q&A in the subject line, or you can just find the contact page on my website. It's really easy to find over at yourkickasslife.com forward slash contact. And send me your question. Be as detailed as possible if I do decide to use it. Uh, And I I may reply and and ask for a little bit more clarification so I can answer it best. I may bring a guest expert on to answer the question with me. And I love those episodes. You can, if you do a search on the website for listener Q&A, you can find, I think I've done two of them. And I really love doing those. So please, please, please send me your questions. So today I have a episode for you that's all about how to make your dreams come true. And it really could have been titled simply how to live your life because really it's <laughs> it's like these kind of processes of how to live your best life, how to make your dreams come true, how to just be awesome. It could have been titled any of those things. And I'm going to get into that in a minute, but I have a story for you first. I posted this on Instagram a few weeks ago and I got something crazy, like 53 comments or something. It was like this discussion about this particular topic. And if you didn't see it, Well, let me start from the beginning. I have been in sort of the research phase of letting my hair naturally grow out to its natural color, which has a lot of gray, has a lot of silver. I started going gray when I was about 25. My hairdresser found my very first silver hair when I was 25. And I told my mom and she was like, yeah, That's when I started going gray. You know what actually my mom did say? My mom said, yep, I started going gray in my mid-20s, but honey, that's nothing. Wait till your pubic hair starts going gray. Now that's depressing. And I was like, oh my God. If you guys know my mom, if anyone listening knows my mom, you know that that is something she would say. So I, yeah, I didn't even think about that. Great. Your pubic hair goes gray too. That's awesome. But anyway, I, and now I'm 42. I've had, what is it, 17 years of of this slow progression. And I've usually, like my, my natural hair color, I mean, you know, before the gray, I was like, a, I'm probably like a medium brown. And I've been blonde for a long time, probably the majority of my adult life. And every few years or so, I will dye it dark brown to just kind of switch things up for for a year or two. And then I've, I've always gone back to blonde. And I've noticed the past couple of times I've gone dark brown, how much maintenance it is because of the gray hair. When you're blonde, you don't see the gray that much. So this last time I've gone, I went dark brown. I don't even know how long it's been now. Maybe maybe a year I've been I've been this dark and I'm kind of slowly going going back to blonde and I really started thinking about it maybe 6 months or so ago I asked my hairdresser about it and he the first thing out of his mouth he said I'll tell you this and he's got this really thick southern accent I'm not going to try to imitate it and he said it's it's going to make you look 10 years older like I'll just tell you that right now and I was like okay let me just let me just let that sink in for a minute. 
And then I, the next time I came in, I asked him kind of about how the process works. So, so I was under the impression, you guys, that you could just, that he would just dye my hair silver and then it would start to grow out and it would be really easy. You know, of course, I would have to like come in and have him dye it silver, like as the painfully long process goes of growing all of it out. And he said, it's not really how it works. And so he said, basically, he would have to dye me platinum blonde and then do low lights. And then he started like all this hair talk and he kind of lost me. And and basically the long and short of it of what I got was that it's, it's really not that easy to match silver as it starts to grow out. The other option is to shave your head and just start from scratch, which I don't particularly want to do. And so in my research, I found this woman on Pinterest and her name is Annika something. I cannot for life me remember her last name. She's a model and she grew her hair out. She's I think 47 or 48 now. She started growing her hair out about five years ago when she was my age, 42. So she gets so much, so many questions about her hair because it's this gorgeous, beautiful silver color and it's long like mine. And she gets a lot of questions, so she wrote a blog post about it, about the process of going through it, and and it makes a lot of sense. I'll 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 link to her blog post on the show notes if y'all want to see it, and to her Instagram account because it's stunning. She is beautiful, and she lives in the Bahamas, so it's like oh my god, like terrible environment to take pictures for Instagram, right? So she's got this beautiful silver hair, and in reading about it. She basically said the same thing that my hairdresser had. Like the the process to grow it out is painful. And so I've been in this place where I'm like, oh my God, do I want to do it? Do I want to try to do this? And I posted about it on Instagram. And there were several people who said they were either in the process of doing it or that they started the process and they hated it and went back to dyeing their hair. And this, I, I didn't realize you guys what a big deal this is. Like, like can, can we talk about this for a minute? Because first of all, because a couple of my friends are like appalled that I, that I would want to do this. And they're like, why? Why do you want to do this? There's a few reasons. First of all, the reasons that aren't that big of a deal are the time and expense. I pay a lot of money to go every six weeks to the hairdresser. And I really need to go more frequently than that because by, by week three, especially when my hair is dark, like my gray is like, coming at you. So I really should go every three weeks to get it touched up and then every six weeks for like the big thing and it's expensive and it's so much time. And I mean, it's a 30 minute drive just for me for to get out there and it's, it's a hassle is what it is. But more importantly, like the thought of not having to dye my hair anymore feels so incredibly liberating and free. That's really the attraction that I have. And it would to me it would just feel like such a middle finger to our culture who is so obsessed <laughs> a culture that is obsessed with youth and beauty and that you know it's it is it is unusual for a woman in her early 40s to be as gray as i am and i'm not totally sure how gray i am i think i'm at least 60% gray and i i don't know i would need to let it grow out for probably a couple of months, probably two or three months to be able to really see what is going on under there. And it just, it, it, it makes me, it's fascinating and makes me a little mad, like what a big deal it is. Because at first I thought it was kind of just me and I'm like, am I that vain? 
that I that this is such a big deal and I'm thinking about it this much that it is such a big decision. So when I posted it on on Instagram, I was really surprised how many how many how, how women were so opinionated about it. There were some women who were like, "Oh my god, never. I would never do that. I'm going to be dyeing my hair till the day I die." Or some women who were like, "Yeah, do it. I'm totally going to let mine grow out." And I've had I've had, you know, these private conversations with my girlfriends and and they're thinking about it and and how they feel about it and I'm like, Wow, we are so weird about hair. <laughs> I thought it was just me, but apparently it isn't just me. I it, it is. It feels like such a huge decision, and I and I know right now I, I'm just in the contemplation stage. It's going to take me a minute to decide, and I might decide and then freak out and run screaming back to my hairdresser and have him have me go back to blonde. And I think my mom started to let her grow out. Like she was in her 60s. Like she was not as young as me. Like she was in her 60s and and now my mom is white and she's in her mid 70s now. She's totally she's I think she's totally and completely white. She might have a little bit of dark in the very very back towards the nape of her neck, but yeah, she's totally white and I just again, I just didn't think it was ever that big of a deal. So if you have an opinion about it, go to my Insta. I'm at your kick-ass life on Instagram. You can scroll through and find that image of that woman or or on any image and and tell me what you think about going gray. I need to find an app that will allow me to upload a picture of myself and or like go go put on a wig. I know I'm going to hate it. I know I'm going to hate it and it would take some getting used to and the growing out process. Oh my gosh. Anyway, Lynn, this time of year, parenting can be such a fluster clucks. You've come to the right place. I'm Lynn Lyons, and I've been treating anxious families for over 30 years. I'm Lynn's sister-in-law and co-host Robin Hudson. Join us for Fluster Clucks, a podcast for parents who worry. Wait, that's everybody. Yeah, these last few years have felt like one long anxiety attack for so many. Why do you think parents are always surprised that a podcast about anxiety relates to them, even if no one in their house has an anxiety disorder? Well, worry is human. Everyone does it. And anxiety shows up when we face uncertainty. All the parenting tips you've taught me have been essential. I love to break it down into skills we need to manage worry in our families. We've covered so many topics, depression, burnout, meltdowns, perfectionism. Don't forget scary mothers-in-law. Right, but of course that's not my mother-in-law. Because that's my mother. And a listener. As a psychotherapist, I like to teach parents and kids how to respond to everyday moments in healthy ways. Managing anxiety really can be taught. It really can. And I'll even tell you what to say. We talk about serious stuff, but without being too serious. Anxiety wants everything serious. Anxiety doesn't stand a chance when we're laughing, even about the tough stuff. Hey there, I'm Debbie Reber, the founder of Tilt Parenting and the author of the book, Differently Wired. The mission of Tilt is to change the way neurodivergence, whether that's having a learning disability, having ADHD, being gifted, autistic, or some combination of all of the above, is perceived and experienced so differently wired kids and the parents like us raising them can truly thrive. On the Tilt Parenting Podcast, I get to talk with authors, therapists, educators, and parenting experts who are committed to this mission. I ask the questions my listeners are most curious about when it comes to supporting our kids. And in turn, my guests share strategies for challenges, out-of-the-box ideas for navigating school, best practices for therapies, tips for advocating, and so many thoughtful insights on what it really takes to help our kids grow up feeling seen and respected so they can create awesome lives for themselves. 
I know that raising a differently wired kid can feel overwhelming and isolating, but I promise you, you are not alone and it can feel so much better. If you're on this parenting journey, come listen to Tilt Parenting. Together, we can shift this paradigm and show up for our exceptional kids with hope, possibility, and joy. All right, enough about that. So let's get into today's topic. So again, I have about six sort of tips on how to make your dreams come true, how to live your life, how to kick more ass in your life, whatever you want to call it. I just felt like these were six things I wanted to talk about. And the first one is to be okay with where you are right now. I meet a lot of people who have all these goals and dreams, and maybe they're not even goals and dreams. They're just, maybe they want to heal. Maybe you want to just be somewhere else emotionally or mentally than where you are right now. And it may feel like you're really far away from where you want to be. But instead of focusing on how much here sucks, on how much X, Y, and Z is not where you want to be, what if you tried focusing on what you want and how you're going to change the path, how you're going to change maybe where you are, as well as how grateful you are for what you do have? It's, it's a total and complete change of focus because you'll be amazed at how things change just by shifting your mindset while you work on changing your circumstances. I do this all the time. What I do is I allow myself a pity party for a certain amount of time. And, and to be honest with you, I don't sit down and say, all right, this sucks what just happened. I don't like this. And I am going to allow myself to be upset about it for 37 hours and 21 minutes. I don't I do not do that. I, I get to a point where I'm done complaining about it, where, where I am tired of hearing myself complain about it, and it just doesn't feel good anymore. I, I tend to come to that place fairly quickly. If something has happened, I usually don't stay there for more than a week complaining about it and bitching and moaning about it. So that's what I would love for you to think about. Like, how, how long do you want to, like, are you done? Are you done complaining about that? Because <laughs> complaining doesn't, isn't taking action. Complaining isn't changing anything. So after I'm done with that, I think about what I'm going to do and I think about how I'm going to change my attitude. It has a lot to do with being grateful. I just started up again not too long ago writing down my goals and writing down gratitudes every single day. Do I do it first thing in the morning? No, I don't. I find some time in the morning, usually when I sit down to work, to do it. And it's not long. It's not like this long journaling process where I do morning pages and write for three pages. No, I don't. I It takes up it's literally like one, two, three things that are my goals, one, two, three things that I'm grateful for. It takes me less than five minutes. It takes me two or three minutes, actually. So that is something that can really change your attitude and help you get to where you want to be. The second one is to hold steadfast to what you want and why you want it. So why do you want to own your own business? Why do you want to take a trip to Europe? Why do you want to finish your master's degree? What will you get out of doing those things other than 
the actual thing. So when you figure out the whys and then look for how you can fulfill those feelings now in your life without having to actually get to the goal. So for example, if it's freedom that you want out of your goals, think about ways you can feel free now. Because backing up, because I may not have been clear. So it's really never about the thing that we want. It's about the thing that we think that we're going to get from it when we get it. It's the feeling that we think that we're going to get when we accomplish the goal, when we accomplish the dream. So if you want freedom, like if that's the thing that you really are striving for, how can you feel free now? Is it about decluttering your house cleaning out your closet, running through fields of flowers with your arms outstretched. I know that sounds like a tampon commercial. But like, what is it? It, it may be a much smaller scale, the, the smaller thing that you can do to feel free or feel whatever it is that you want. But you're fulfilling a core feeling that's important to your soul. And that's what I'm asking you to do. And there are some experts that say the more that you feel that feeling, the more you will be, the, the closer you'll be to your goals and the more willing you will be to take the action to to get there, et cetera, et cetera. But I'm even taking a step back from that and asking you, like, if, if the goal is really big and really lofty, maybe it's like to get your PhD and you have six or eight more years of school left or something like that, like what on a smaller scale can you do now to fulfill that feeling that you're actually going for? Before we get to that third tip, I wanted to take a minute to tell you about one of our sponsors. The nature of work is changing again. The internet has enabled more people to become self-employed professionals and small business owners, more connected and mobile, more autonomous, and working in new jobs that could not have been imagined just a few short years ago. Only five to 10 years ago, working for yourself was considered taboo and looked down upon like you couldn't get a real job, but that is no longer true. Today, one in three Americans is self-employed employed and that trend is growing and by 2020 this group could grow to be over 40% of the US workforce. Millennials are 54 million strong, the largest generational slice of the workforce and more inclined toward self-employment. Because there are now so many self-employed people, our friends at FreshBooks are excited to announce the launch of an all-new version of their cloud accounting software. Some of their features include creating and sending professional-looking invoices in less than 30 seconds setting up online payments with just a couple of clicks, and so many more features. FreshBooks is offering a 30-day unrestricted free trial to my listeners. To claim it, just go to freshbooks.com forward slash kickass and enter your kickass life in the how did you hear about us section. All right, tip number three is surround yourself with awesomeness. Your physical environment is imperative to your dream life. Like I always say, surround yourself with assholes and you're in for a shitty life. This goes for people as well as your surroundings. Do you love your bedroom? Is the inside of your car a wreck and you hate it? Do you loathe all of your clothes? 
Well, for the love of Pete, change what you can. I'm not saying like run out and spend $5,000 on a brand new wardrobe, but what are the small steps that you can take in order to change your environment? It's a lot easier to feel good about yourself and your life and where you're going when you're surrounded with what and who you love. This goes for things and this goes for people. The fourth step is to clean up your messes. And I'm not necessarily talking about the mess in your kitchen or the mess in your car. And I'm truly talking about people. Basically, say you're sorry if you've been a shit. I apologize to my kids about once a week. I probably apologize to my husband maybe around once a month or so. This may seem unrelated to making your dreams come true, but this one is all about peace and being proud of yourself and proud of the woman that you are when you show up in the world and when you show up to the people that you care about. When you clean up your messes, you have peace. And when you have peace, you open doors for what you actually want to enter. The fourth tip is to forgive those that have hurt you. Holding grudges and feeling resentful and not forgiving those that have hurt you is really like setting yourself on fire and hoping and praying the other person chokes on your smoke. You are the one suffering, not them. Forgiving someone else, even when they don't ask for it, even when they didn't say sorry, even when they have no idea that you have even forgiven them. Forgiving them is all about you loving yourself enough to know that you can't change the past. That's it. It's knowing that you can have compassion for yourself to move past it. And if you're feeling up for it, I talk about this sometimes, is to assume that people did the best that they could in their life because that is not for them, that is for you. It's so much easier for you to have compassion and to move forward and to let go when you just assume that people do the best they can with the tools that they have in their life. All right, the next tip I think that this is the sixth one. Yes, this is the sixth one. (laughs) Is to deal with your shit. All right, we all have issues. So get help for it. And I know that a lot of you are doing this that listen to this podcast. You would not be here listening to this if you didn't have some value around personal development and bettering your life and wanting to be a better, stronger, bigger human. Even those people you think are perfect, that sparkle, glitter, smiles all over the place, somewhere in their life, they have had issues with parents. They have had issues with trauma and relationships. They've had issues with something. You and you and you and you are no exception. There is no shortage of help out there. That stuff, those issues, those hurts and pains don't go away on their own. They don't go away when we turn 30 or when we turn 40 or when we get a big girl job or things like that. It doesn't go away on its own and your dreams coming true are dependent on it. You living an awesome life is dependent on it. 
You wanting just to have the life that you have is dependent on you healing and you growing. So that requires you looking at the hard stuff and really just dealing with your shit. So that's all I got for you today. Thank you so much for joining me, Ass Kickers. Next week on the podcast, I am here talking to the lovely Alexandra Jameson, and I cannot wait to see you there. And until next time, I will see you out in cyberspace. Bye-bye. No one told us the truth about parenthood. Why? This is the podcast everyone needed before they had kids because now that those little ones are here, whew, there is a lot to unpack. I'm Rachel Shepardota, and I am your host for the podcast, No One Told Us, where we tell the truth about parenting and let you in on all the stuff you really should have known about before having kids. I am the founder of Hey Sleepy Baby, but this podcast is so much more than sleep. We'll be diving into all the topics that you really care about and need to know while you do your best job raising those adorable, tidy humans. Our goal is to just make you feel less alone and less overwhelmed. There are so many things that no one tells us before becoming a parent, and I think that we should really pull back the curtain on becoming a first-time or second-time mom or dad to share the good, the bad, and the ugly. We'll have a little education, a little fun, and a whole lot of heart that goes into each and every episode. So join me and our amazing guests each week to hear us talk about what no one told us 